0: All right. All right, all right. Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we are recording this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this very moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an event going on. <laughs> I thought you were going to do another yeah. Okay, yeah. There's <laughs> there's an event going on called AGDQ 2022.
1: Oh. Matt, you ever heard of AGDQ? Good sir. I have heard of AGDQ. Did you know someone's beat Kingdom Hearts in about four hours?
0: I did know that. In fact, oh, I told you that. You so, did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, AGDQ is awesome games done quick. Um, it's been going on for 12 years um, and is a speed running charity marathon. Um, and by the time, it's unfortunate, we kind of mistimed our Anything's Possible's here. Hopefully some of you caught it. Um, by the time this episode drops, I think AGDQ will have passed by about two, three weeks. Um, but of course, there's always archives you can look through, and you can always check out speedrun.com to check out all of the world record speedruns that are out there. Matt, have you ever tried to speedrun a video game before?
1: No, sir. Uh, um, No, I don't have that kind of dexterity in my fingers to do things correctly, so speedrunning is strictly off-limits to me. However, I think speedrunning as a discipline, honestly, should probably be its own esport with certain games. It is so incredible what some of these people can do when they're playing these games. Um, The amount of, you know... Memorizing a game frame by frame basically for, you know, a game and turning a game that's normally maybe 20 hours into a game that's two, three, or four hours is just incredible and absolutely incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Now, um, I got to be honest here. Uh, The speed running topic for today actually came from a friend of the pod um, suggestion as a friend of the pod, uh, Zulu. Uh, who you can find actually in the Discord, who's a huge fan of speedrunning as a whole and watches AGDQ um, religiously every single year. Um, now, there's two AGDQ events that happen throughout the year. Um, shout out Zulu for, for really putting this on my plate and making me dive in. Um, I have always sort of known of speedrunning and kind of known it to be a thing that people did. Um, I'd watch the occasional speedrunning video of like an old game like a Super Metroid or something back in the day, but since speedrunning has really hit this platinum age that it's in right now, I haven't really been paying attention too much, and I did a whole lot of catching up um, just going down the rabbit hole of YouTube, uh, speedrun.com, kind of going into the history of speedrunning in the last few weeks, and I gotta say I love what I found. Speedrunning is basically as simple as this. Beating a game as fast as possible, thereby mastering a game or playing it in a way that the creators never really intended. Right? Um, Could be a combination of using glitches or workarounds or maybe in some cases 100% in the game, but just doing it as fast as possible in a glitchless manner, which is also a type of speedrun that people do. Now, Matt... Uh, have you ever watched any speedruns?
1: I have. I, I always... I, we mentioned it earlier, but I'm always so enthralled by Kingdom Hearts speedruns.
0: <laughs> Dude, they, they look like they're playing a, a completely different game. I know.
1: And that's what's so great about speedruns in general. Is, like you said, it does look like they're playing a completely different game. So I always get a kick out of uh, watching Kingdom Hearts ones, mostly. Yeah, And I've totally. checked out a few from some of the games we do for the podcast just to see, like, like, fucking Jet Set Radio took me so goddamn long. And then watching someone beat that in, like, 35 minutes almost made me want to puke. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's, that's, I, I love that that's the game you, you picked for your example there. Uh, <laughs> I actually have watched the games that we have played, Get Speed Ran, Speed Runned, uh, before Speed Run'd. Speedrun. Speed yeah. um, there's actually a popular IGN video series called "Devs React to Speedruns." Oh, um, I've seen some of these. And yeah. uh, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, the stuff that people come up with. Um, I've seen a uh, Outer Worlds or God. Ugh, to this day, I confuse Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds. Can't believe it. Uh, huh. There's an Outer Wilds speed run that uh, people do and they beat the game. I forget how long, but um, you might be pulling it up right now. It's extremely fast. And I watched yeah, the like devs react to speed min- runs in less that. than
1: 20 minutes, obviously, but
0: yeah. And like the way, uh, yeah, less than, yeah. Cause the game has to technically be beat in less than 20. Um, the, the way the developers really react is it's usually a sense of like, awe about it or a sense of like, Oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Like, I always thought, uh, like, I know that there's like some dev react to speedruns quotes where they say things like, oh, you know, we did see that glitch in testing, but we just never really thought it would be practical enough to get done. But looks like they're doing it very, very, (laughs) very, very easily every single time. Or sometimes the dev is thinking like, oh, I see they're loading the game in this specific sort of way in order to do this certain type of warp. That's not really possible in the base game um, unless these very, very specific conditions are met. Um, And I just think that's wild. Um, There's some speedruns that you can watch or some speedrun tech that you can learn about that quite literally is hacking the game without hacking the game. Um, And going down this rabbit hole, I was pretty mind blown. I wanna bring up a specific example later on of a Majora's Mask speedrun or the history of Majora's Mask speedruns that just completely blew me Like my jaw was on the floor of, for like 30 minutes when I was watching this video Dude, on they're YouTube.
1: Nuts. I watched um, the Cuphead speedrun after we beat it. And that was insane. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like how like they're fully optimizing every single boss fight. And like, yeah, I saw the last boss get speedrun and felt like such a loser. Right. <laughs> like I <laughs> like, cause that boss took us three hours to beat. And I was like, man this, how do people even speedrun this last boss this guy's impossible <laughs> see it's like oh just don't get hit or get hit at the right time right so you yeah. have the right amount of iframes for the right sequence of events at the right amount of frames <laughs> to to kill the boss but um yeah so to go back um to speedrunning running agdq uh, so there's two events that get ran um you know once a year uh, AGDQ and SGDQ, so there's Awesome Games Done Quick and Summer Games Done Quick, uh, charity drives that have been going on for over 12 years that have raised over $31 million in cancer prevention and awareness. Um, so nothing to sneeze at. $31 million is a lot. Um, great, great community of people who are so passionate about the games that they play that, um, you know... I'm looking right now, um, just offhand, at a Undertale speedrun list for the neutral run. And there are quite literally hundreds of people that have speedrun Undertale that you or I have never heard of, right? Just streamers that are small time, playing the game to its limits, trying to optimize, talking to each other about what strategies can be done to kind of break the barriers, get faster at beating the game. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of money to be made in speedrunning. I mean, there's a lot of money that, that is raised during the charity events for sure through donations, but individually these people are doing it for the passion of the speedrun.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and some of these people do end up kind of elevating to higher levels. There's certain speedrunners that get sponsored, or you know, they might end up getting like a cloud nine or a TSM sponsorship somewhere down the line by becoming more of a voice within the speedrunning community or speedrunning many, many games at the same time. But by maybe margin, the world's passion. Yeah, by and large, it is pure passion. And uh, as I was kind of going down the rabbit hole, too, is I realized, like, man, like, that is something really, really cool about this community, too, is these people truly are, like, in it for the passion. And, I mean, you have to be. Because, you know, you're there to just break the world record for the genocide run of Undertale. <laughs> uh, what else are you doing it for, you know? Um, other than you love Undertale and you want get, to get in on the action and be a part of that community. Um, I'll set the scale right now. Uh, according to HowLongToBeat.com, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, will take an average of about 26 and a half hours to beat it. That is, it'll take 26 hours to see the credit screen, gosh. okay? Uh, you call that an any percent speed run. Matt, without looking it up, what do you think the any percent speed run is of Ocarina of Time?
1: How long did you say it was the standard time, 26?
0: 26 hours, 26 and a half hours for an any percent speed run. Oh
1: gosh, uh, two hours?
0: Six minutes, 49 seconds, and 150 milliseconds. People have any percented Ocarina of time. The base, genuine, non-modified game.
1: How is that possible?
0: <laughs> How is it possible? Exactly. Damn, to even I gotta understand do that for our
1: playthrough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. Um, so this is that's it's like a huge asterisk when it comes to something like this. Now it's true, the any percent speedrun, the Z- Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. 1998, unmodded, can be beaten in that amount of time. You're truly seeing just the credit screen, though. Basically, people doing a series of glitches in the very starting, in the very like beginning starting zone when you're a little kid, Link in the forest, and basically glitch into the final screen credit screen uh, through a series of like crazy glitches and like kind of clipping through the wall and just ending up in this room that was coded <laughs> kind of underneath the starting area, but it's the ending room. It's like the devs needed a place to hide the ending credits room and they hid it right beneath the starting area. <laughs> and if you kind of play your cards right and do the right glitches in the right sequence, you can just simply end up underneath the level and teleport to the to the credits room. Um, it's so insane. It's so insane. And it's crazy that people found this out. And it's crazy that like, so the people that are using this method have beaten this game, like, the 105th person. This was a year ago. How did you really... discover
1: these glitches, though?
0: It's, it's, a, it's a crowdsourced level of community-driven, yeah. like, like, discovery. So, for instance, one guy discovers it. Let's say there's 105 people that hold the top record for this method of any percent speedrunning Ocarina of Time. The guy does it in 13 minutes and 45 seconds. His name is Handrew, okay? He does this one year ago. Um, And people see his method on Twitch or on YouTube and they say, you know what, I think we can do a little bit faster. So they do the same method, but they maybe can skip a certain part or do a certain jump or maybe they don't need a certain item to do it. So they get it a little bit faster and a little bit faster until it just gets to the point where it's just insanely fast. And two months ago, that record that I just said, the six minutes, 49 seconds was set two months ago. So there's still actual some like room for improvement for this game to be beaten even faster with this method. Um, one thing I thought was interesting was the any or the 100% speedrun. This is actually getting all the items, completing all the dungeons, and basically playing the game the way it's meant to be played, but just as fast as possible. That is still three hours and 50 minutes for the top record, which was also set two months ago. Um, so that's pretty crazy because that's a that's a. <laughs> The game is supposed to take 26 hours. It takes less than four huh. uh, for a hundred, That's a hundred percent speed run. That's um, so that's getting some items that you and I might not even get in our normal playthrough. through. Um, so pretty, pretty insane. Um, I think for me, when I was first, uh, like when speed runs were first becoming really popular, the any percent speed runs, that is just like the credit screen speed runs, were not super exciting to me because like warping to a credit room through a it's glitch. It's kind of lame. It's just not that fun to watch. It's like cool after that the first you can time do you do watch it. it.
1: Like it's yeah. like, oh wow, but it's not as impressive if you just know, oh, they're just doing a glitch to beat the game.
0: Yeah. Any percent speedruns. And any percent speedruns seem to be prioritized over other speedruns. They're actually the first tab. If you go to speedrun.com, you can find the database of all the speedruns um for all the games. It's kind of like the main source. And 100%, or sorry, any percent speedruns are always the first tab in any game category. Whereas I think the 100% speedrun is quite a bit more interesting. There's also glitchless speedruns, which don't utilize any sort of glitches. To be clear, every single game that's being speedrun has a list of known glitches that everybody's pretty much aware of, that have names, that people know how to do, that people kind of know how they operate pretty specifically. Um, and there's speedruns that don't leverage those glitches and play the game really closely to the intended um, way they're played from the developer. And those are pretty interesting to watch too. So there's sort of a category for every single segment of the speedrun, um, which I think is really great. So watching a Zelda 100% speedrun, I was just glued to the screen the whole <laughs> time. And I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's sort of something for everyone when it, when it comes to speedrunning. Um, there's like a Zelda Ocarina of Time speedrun, for instance, that's called uh, No Wrong Warp. So, that is a, sp- a type of speedrun where it's not allowing for a certain type of glitch called the wrong warp glitch, um, where people could essentially warp to the credit screen room. So, um, you know, different sorts of styles. Um, and you can go down the rabbit hole if you go to speedrun.com and just find your favorite game and look at all the categories and just uh, see what people have done. It's pretty cool.
1: It's a wild wild so, world
0: yeah so the the next thing i want to touch on is um the segmented speedrun run uh, versus the full game speedrun. so uh some people will do what is called a segmented speedrun. that's where you actually segment the game out into very specific sections and grind out those segments and record them all separately so you're kind of like learning one specific room of super mario bros 3 or something or you're learning one specific level and you just you mod it so that you can just keep playing that level over and over and over again or you just kind of set your save file very close to that level and you just keep playing 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 that level Um, segment things out or maybe you play through one entire world um, of super mario brothers or super mario brothers 3 and then keep going until um, every segment's kind of pulled together um then full game speedruns are obviously just playing the full game entirely. Um, and every single speedrun when it's uploaded is basically verified by a body of official speedrun verifiers on speedrun.com. So if I were to submit my speedrun, if I were to be streaming on Twitch and I beat Zelda Ocarina of Time at any percent at five minutes, that would be a world record, I would submit that to speedrun.com and it would actually have to go through a verification process um, from the top speedrunners in the community, um, so it's sort of this like very communal-driven honor system, which I think is really cool. Um, there's been obviously controversial cases where people have cheated, um, people have used glitches they weren't supposed to on certain speedruns, or modified their game in ways they weren't supposed to. Um, and I think uh, those uh, mm, not great. <laughs> if you're cheating, in, if you're cheating on a speedrun, I'm
1: not kind sure what kind of person you Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What I, I've always wondered about the segment ones too, because like, I know I see I'll see people doing them on Twitch sometimes or on YouTube, and they always have like those uh, like as they go through the game, like the timer will like clock in oh your oh you know you're Plus 30 seconds past the world record or minus oh 30 seconds. So yeah, I always wonder how they get those so accurate and how to do it. Yeah,
0: I know those, those are down to the millisecond. And I've always wondered if the, maybe someone could write in and tell us if the streamer themselves are doing it, like starting and stopping the timers on certain segments. Sometimes they are, but I think sometimes they're playing slightly modded versions of the game where it's reading it and then coding the timer for that certain segment. Right. I think it does depend on the game that they're playing. Um like I know that I was watching a history of Super Metroid speedrunning um in this YouTube on this YouTube video, and they were the speedrunner was clearly hitting a timer when they were finishing their Super Metroid run, which is pretty cool. Um yeah, segmented speedruns, full full game runs, those are um both valid and really fun to watch. And um man, there's a whole speedrunning category on Twitch if you want to go. Um, if you go to speedruns live uh, speedrunlive dot com or speedruns live, um, if you just Google it, you'll find the site and see a number of different speedruns happening right now online. Um, and you know, maybe there's a world record being broken this week. Um, always, people always pushing the boundary, so it's pretty cool. Um, now, a little bit of the history. Matt, speedrunning was not always the thriving community it is now some of the earliest speed runs this is so funny uh some of the earliest speed runs started off actually in magazines um activision had a newsletter in 1981 called um activisions um, players would uh take a photograph of their times on racing games because racing games had timers just built into the games back then they would take a photograph of their times on their racing games of their TVs and then mail it into the magazine. This was early. That's 80s. how
1: they. Oh my God!
0: And then, so clearly, people were just faking their speeds yeah, yeah. just doctoring their photos. Um, and then each time the magazine ran, there might be a new world record because you know these were months and months apart, and there was no internet, so nobody was really nobody would really know if they had a world record until it was validated by a newsletter or a magazine back then. Fast forward to 1998, we kind of bring ourselves into the internet era with uh, Speed Demos Archive. You could still go to speeddemosarchive.com, kind of the classic speedrunning website archive, similar to what speedrun.com is now. It launched in 1998, and it looks like a website from 1998, if you uh, if you go to that website right now. Uh, players were able to submit their runs. They would quite literally upload their video clips. There was no YouTube back then. There was no video hosting sites. So you would literally, it probably took three days to <laughs> upload any sort of video in 1998. Um, upload it to uh, speeddemosarchive.com in like 30 or 40 video segments for like a 30-minute video probably. Um, And a board of verifiers would verify the the footage and make sure there wasn't any foul play. And then you would set a world record on Speed Demos Archive.
1: There you go. Uh,
0: And naturally, uh, things have evolved towards Twitch, Um, sort of the natural place for gamers to start streaming their runs. Um, and then the bona fide uh, speedrun.com website has sort of taken uh, kind of main stage as where people can look for speedrun records now. Um, I, I encourage anybody to just go to speedrun.com and and look for your favorite game and just see what's going on. Um, you know, s- like check out some videos of some really fast speedruns, and I think I think you'll kind of have some fun watching them. Um, I found myself I watched a uh, Mario Sunshine speedrun. I watched a Majora's Mask speedrun. Ocarina and Super Metroid in anticipation for this. And I like couldn't look away the entire time. It was really, really something. Um, a few, according to speedrun.com, um, some of the top speedrun games um, are gonna be Super Mario 64, um, Minecraft, Java Edition. Um, you're gonna have portal, uh, you're gonna have Celeste, Mario Odyssey, Uh, Mario Kart 8, Super Metroid, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Ocarina of Time, uh, the original Super Mario Bros. Um, A lot of old games, a lot of games that, um, you know, where the glitches are very well known and people can exploit very easily. Um, One that I thought was really impressive was Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Tons of verified speedruns. That's crazy, I know it's a hard one. If you wanna just watch a complete alien playing a video game just or <laughs> just a complete robot ai playing a video game It like that getting over it speed run the, the number one um any percent speed run just looks like a tool assisted speed run um it just doesn't look like a human being is doing it i don't know how they prove it all right <laughs> like i need to see the inputs for the mouse of that user because it it is insane it just looks impossible and i think that's the fun of of speedrunning is um you're just like how do they do that <laughs> you know um honestly too
1: I, I think i really do think that you know speedrunners should be celebrated in the same way we celebrate esports players you know i mean appreciating faker is like just as or the way it's you just appreciate impressive faker is just you know faker is just as impre- or these speedrunners are just as impressive as faker is my point excuse yeah. me um so so incredible some of these people and i think it's a little bit of a bummer they probably don't get as much credit as they should or they could just because i think speedrunning kind of falls um in the zeitgeist a little bit short compared to like some of the mainstream sports out there and these like yeah. content creators which you know it is what it is things are popular because people like them and that just is what it is but uh, i would love if there was like a professional you know maybe there is and i'm not even aware of it like it's a really truly professional um speed running circuit or something like that right or you're performing for millions of people under pressure akin to like you yeah. or something i think that'd be so cool there is
0: a uh well besides agdq and sgdq there's not a whole lot of like events uh competitive events for speed running um which is unfortunate you know um Again, like we said, it's it's a very niche community, but it's such a passionate community yeah. of highly skilled, highly passionate players doing it for the love of the game and the glory, of course. Um, they do some really cool things where they actually like have two speedrunners play the game at the exact same time and race. Oh. Those are really hype. Um, like They did a Super Nintendo one at AGDQ, or Super Metroid one at AGDQ, where four people were playing super Metroid and they started all at the same time. And it literally came down to the wire of two guys really, and people were going so nuts. Yeah. yeah. It was the, it's cool too. Cause super Metroid's a really fun one. Cause there's an escape sequence at the very end too. So it's and the escape sequence itself has a timer. So it's a really huh. fun game to watch a speed run for. Uh, cause like they're escaping, uh, there's a very clear ending when Samus hits her ship and goes down. Um, it's, it's a, just a very, very exciting game to watch. Um, one that I also thought was pretty cool, and I, I, I mentioned it earlier, is Majora's Mask. I watched this really, really cool video. Um, I'll plug it into the Discord when this episode drops. Um, and it, it was a history on the Majora's Mask Any% Percent speedrun. Um, there's actually a whole category of video on YouTube of um, type in any game and type in speedrun history. You'll probably find a video um, all about it. And basically, the vid- these history videos talk about how over time, the speedrunning community figured out how to play the game faster, how to beat it faster. And Majora's Mask, there was like a theoretical barrier where the game couldn't be beaten in, I don't remember the exact same time, the exact times, but it was like Majora's Mask couldn't be beaten in an hour and a half. It couldn't be beaten faster than in an hour and a half because certain certain uh, barriers within the actual game world where you had to defeat all four main bosses before you fought the last boss. And unless you were able to skip those bosses, it was not possible to beat Majora's Mask any faster. Um, Now, what people people discovered was that it was possible to skip those four bosses and kind of break through that barrier of the any percent speedrun and beat it even faster. And the way they figured it out was it got so technical um and i'm i'm going to butcher some of the um acronyms that they were using but basically what one player discovered during a stream was that a certain object in the game turned into a door like an arrow he shot at momentarily for a few frames turned into a door um and he was like what was that like why did that happen and he he went down in and there was like a known glitch at the time amongst players about Items in the memory of the game accidentally being loaded for other items in the game. So what speedrunners ended up learning was that with done correctly, certain items can load other items in the game from the memory. And by doing so, they can get an item in the game that they weren't supposed to have yet. So people, so people basically hacked the game within the game to load items that didn't exist or, and then rendered them into their inventory in order for them to use them and then use those items to bypass very specific parts of the game. It was like mind-blowing and within a few months, the speed record, any percent for Majora's Mask got like an hour cut off of it and people are beating it in like 30 minutes or less now, easily. So, wild. I mean, like, when when they started showing the tech that people would do, it was like crazy things. Like you would throw... Your boomerang—you would throw like your boomerang, but when you threw the boomerang, you would look off-screen and go through a door, and that would cause the boomerang to unload and unrender from the game memory, so that you would load in something else. It was just an insane amount of tricks that were happening all at once, and when pulled off correctly, it's so much it's,
1: crafting. It's insane.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild, and um, something very similar happened with Sunshine Super Mario Sunshine, where People didn't think that the speed run can get any faster. And then people discovered this certain type of glitch, certain type of thing, and um, things got faster and faster. And um, It's a rabbit hole, man, for sure. Um, such a passionate community of people really doing it for the glory and to just play the game to the absolute limit. I mean, there's games that are 30, 35, 40 years old that are being played faster and faster like every month. You know, one person discovered in Super Mario Bros, in the very first Super Mario Bros game for the NES, jumping on the ladder or jumping on the flagpole at the end of the levels. is it's faster if you jump on it at the bottom rather than the top, like by three frames or something like that, which leads up to this many seconds and blah, blah, blah. It's like it comes down to frame, 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 perfect um, like execution and people do it
1: i get headaches just thinking about that
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> me too so me insane. too I, and you know i'm i don't think i'd ever take up speedrunning myself but um i'll definitely be keeping up with um some of these games moving forward some of my favorites um for sure just see how fast people can beat stuff and maybe check in every few months to see if things are getting any faster um and if anybody out there is interested in all at all in speedrunning, i definitely recommend um going to gamesdonequick.com uh checking out the next uh awesome games done quick event uh donate if you can obviously all those funds go to really great um really great causes like cancer prevention and cancer awareness um check out speedrun.com look for your favorite game and see how fast people have beaten it um and you know really go down that rabbit hole on youtube uh speedrunning is a really, really cool community. Um, I know there's people out there that make it their whole lives and, um, really go very far with it. So, um, love that.
1: Absolutely remarkable stuff. Love it.
0: All right. Love it, love I love guess it. that wraps up, uh, Lucas's, uh, anything is possible history lecture corner. Kind of
1: appreciate it. Everyone. I'd like to mention too, I'm a, uh, I was particularly quiet during this week's, uh, anything possible. <laughs> um, if you listen to our... What comes out first? Uh, inside. Then this. If you listen to our comes, Inside yeah. episode, you'll remember I was sick. And we recorded this on the same day. So still a little <laughs> under the weather. So Lucas carried his weight three times Ho- over today. <laughs> extra, extra <hard. laughs> hopefully uh,
0: hopefully people didn't get too tired of just
1: hearing me yeah. talk about speed running. And no, it's coming. Mean, honestly, the speed running, I mean if i try to do any of that i mean just the amount of patience it takes for one to get good enough at that kind of stuff and then two i mean it's comparable to like like i said any esports pro player any pro athlete it's just it's remarkable
0: yeah for sure and i think we can say this because the episode will our will will have already made this announcement but we are doing ocarina of time for our, our next game um well we're doing portal and then ocarina of time after portal um I believe we would have already made the announcements by the time this drops. Yep. Uh but you know, uh, I like I'm halfway through Ocarina of Time and I watched the speedrun and I just couldn't believe what was going on. I like quite literally my jaw was on the floor the whole time. I I think you'll find this you'll have the same reaction too because that game is so complicated and so big and like to think that anybody even figured out all these glitches and then Leverage the glitches over and over and over again, and stacked them on top of each other <laughs> to get a freaking four-hour 100% is just out of control. Nutty. Yeah. All right, that about wraps it up, Matt. If people wanted to find us online, I think they can. I mean, if they're listening to the podcast, they probably found us online. But if they wanted
1: to find us again, where could they find us? Everyone, you can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcast with an S at the end. Probably most uh, active on Twitter, so I recommend, or excuse me, Instagram. Highly, highly recommend following us there. And once you get there, if you go into the link tree on any of those, you can also find our Discord link. Um, sorry, I'm running on fumes here. You can find our Discord link. <laughs> See what's cracking and um, coming on the discord. But it's a good time. It's a fun time. Very supportive little community. Uh, a lot of fun discussions happen there. And it's a good time. And if you want to hang out with your good buddy, Matt, you can find me at Twitter. Uh, good idea, Matthew. All right. If you want to find
0: me, you find me on the discord as well. Um, I said in the last episode, uh, I am back with magic. The gathering arena. Um, probably going to be doing a little bit of streaming here and there. Audience interactions, custom emotes everything um we're back it's all about magic now um i got a new commander deck i'm building right now um i got some new sleeves for my cards uh yeah we're there so i'm talking about magic with me
1: yeah i'm excited to pick up your streaming career
0: we're climbing the ladder we'll see how it goes i love this
1: all right all right all right everyone as always remember anything's possible Thanks for playing as a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Real Call Bunch and Red Circle.